0: Welcome to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, best selling author and life coach. Join me each week to learn more about the strategies, tools, and mindset needed to arise from the overwhelm and live a joyful life you love. To learn how you can work with me further or to get your copy of my book, Arise and Shine, check out www.juliannekirkland.com. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode because the best version of you begins on your next level of Faith. A Michigan-born Nashvilleian, Sarah Faith is an artist, songwriter, and guitar player who builds her musical catalog and sounds around her life experiences, including addiction, abuse, and mental health. As an independent Americana artist, Sarah has been strongly influenced by a diverse musical background. The result is a healthy mix of blues and roots rock, folk, alternative country, and indie rock genres. Her warm, soulful voice brings fans songs written about close-to-the-heart stories with a distinct kind of vulnerability and realness. Sarah is an overcomer and an inspiration, and I am so excited to have her on today. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Next Level Faith podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, and y'all, I am so excited to have Sarah Faith on today. Okay, I'm just going to rave on her for a second because I'm like this secret super fan which is great because I don't even like really like country music but just Sarah hits me different so you're just in for a treat okay so these are some of my favorite things about Sarah one she likes to sing national anthems and she does an amazing job at it okay two she's been on the cover of a box of moon pies I mean y'all can't see my reaction right now but I'm just throwing my hands up because I think that's the greatest I mean it's like it's like Wheaties but for non-Olympians, you know what I mean? So she's super talented. She's got goats. She's got a puppy. She's got another dog too. And she's got a pony. So, you know, like we resonate on the farm life together, which is so cool. She was the winner of good years from garage to glory. How cool was that? Anyway, I could go on and on and on about all your, all your accolades, but I did want to share, share with you, Sarah, what our mutual friend, Christina, said about you. She said, the thing I love about Sarah Faith is she has overcome so much in her life and has yet let nothing stop her from being genuinely herself. Her gift on this planet is writing songs that pierce people's souls, and she does this perfectly. She's a blessing to so many, including me. And I just think that's, I love being able to show women what other women say about them behind their backs. You know what I mean? I think that's so powerful. So, welcome, it Sarah. Look like that. thank you
1: so much yeah yeah sometimes it doesn't look like that but when you're in the kinds of circles that
0: we're in that's what it looks like that's right and that like we need more of those circles you know what i mean like there needs to be more of that instead of this competition crap that started in school like let's get rid of that and let's actually start supporting one another let's give it a try no (laughs) don't you think the world would turn a lot more smoothly i do let's put some women in charge (laughs) bumpy ass rock we're on whatever <laughs> that's right that's right so I anyway
1: like-
0: all come that in. to say thank you for such a glorious beautiful introduction and yeah. it's so lovely to be able to speak to you today I'm so excited I'm so excited you're here I mean really the moon pie thing y'all look it up it's amazing
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't know when this is going to come out or when if my dad listens to all these random things that I do but like I'm literally sending him a box because I know he'll just get the biggest kick out of it. Like,
0: my little babe is on box <laughs> Like, you know? <laughs> and he should frame it because I would. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's awesome. So I wanted Sarah to be a part of this Overcomer series that we're doing, and it's Ordinary Women Overcoming Extraordinary Obstacles. And really like if it had a tagline after that, it would be, and therefore becoming extraordinary in the process <laughs> because yeah. that's exactly that's what happens. You know, when we go through the fire, we come out purified and yeah. that's where all the crap gets burned off of us that we've been holding yeah. on to for so long. So Sarah, without further ado, welcome and share a little bit about your story and mm-hmm. why you write the beautiful soul piercing songs that you write.
1: Well, I appreciate that so much. Um, I think first of all, um, you know, something that I kind of has been on my heart recently is like, I don't know if it's important for people to know this about me or not, but like, I dreamed of being a singer as a kid, but I didn't dream of being a songwriter. Like I, you know, there's people that I'm in Nashville and there's people around are like, all I ever wanted to do was write music and write songs and blah, blah. That's literally probably nothing I ever really considered, you know? Like I just didn't even like I was the girl in the in the back seat singing all the songs and in the passenger seat and in my room and with the hairbrush and all the stuff. But like it didn't I mean I thought it would be cool if I did that for a living, but I didn't the the content wasn't in the vision, you know, I think that came later. Um so that's just kind of been something that's kind of been circling like as all these people are like I have wanted to do this my whole life. But it's like I haven't. Yeah you know, like, I, it just, it came upon me, and I just took the action and did it, but I, it wasn't like, I'm seven years old, like, oh my god, I cannot wait to write all these songs, and right. put people's eardrums, like, yeah, um, but anyway, I grew up, um, in a divorced household, my parents divorced when I was five, uh, for a multitude of reasons, I'm sure, many of them stemming from my mom's addiction, uh, my mom was a, an alcoholic, and she actually passed away five years ago um, from alcoholism. Um, and her and I relationship was always really stressful and strained. And before she passed away, I just hadn't seen her at all in eight years, because I just decided to kind of take a stand for myself in college. And I was like, you know, every time you call and you come around, you kind of throw a wrench and some stuff for me. And I really would appreciate it if you could kind of look out for yourself maybe, and maybe get clean. But if you can't do that, you got to do a better job of looking out for me. Cause this is ruining my yeah. mojo here. It was really unpopular. My family really kind of came down on me for that. Um, and I was like, I don't care, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I understand that blood is thicker than water, but I think that, you know, as family, we kind of have a responsibility to treat our treat each other better than we would, yeah. people that aren't blood so like when they don't do that I think that we get to call them out and be like hey like this isn't working for me and I don't have to have this in my thing if you can't figure your stuff out um but so I went through all that and like that's kind of been you know I think the the initial spurring on of like anxiety and depression for me and whatever um which when I was younger and going through counseling with my mom to try to figure this crap out um I mean it was like Sarah you should probably learn to journal and learn to get your feelings out this way so that they don't come out another way and it worked kind of but they also did come out in other ways um which was unfortunate um but I'll say that part of my journey is what I think has played the largest role in why I started writing music um because I always was fascinated with music, with like reading it and singing it and figuring out what the symbols meant. I'm a very analytical, like mathematical mind amidst all this crazy creativity. Like I'm a, I'm a mess. In my brain, I am a mess. <laughs> I love I'm it. Like, <laughs> I'm like one part OCD, one part Picasso. It's like a
0: disaster. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, That's so cool. There's
1: nothing organized about Picasso and there's yeah. nothing acceptable about Picasso in OCD land. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Enter Sarah. <laughs> She's like, it's what? It's like, I'm like look at this I'm exploding at all times it's a mess like whatever <laughs> um but yeah no I just it kind of was a over a number of years like lots of years didn't make any sense did a lot of things before I did music um tried a lot of different careers and just like didn't fit in yeah. suck at being in the corporate world because I'm so loud <laughs> so like I cannot sit at a desk and mm-hmm. I cannot do I just can't do it. Yeah. So, I know that's a me problem, but there's somewhere else for me to be. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> I just have to be somewhere else. So, um, this is me banishing myself from the corporate world and going into another world. <laughs> um, and then I'll say also, um, especially with like the upcoming projects and the upcoming things that I'm working on. Um, last year I went through a divorce, so that's been kind of like another, like, bunch of hurdles to kind of go through and figure out what to do with. But I think. know that having used all of my previous life stuff for music and hearing people's feedback like oh my god like my sister's an addict my brother's an addict my son my cousin my whoever yeah and this helps me understand how to deal with that I was like okay so this one's no different like I'm not the only one on this planet to go through a divorce and I'm not the only one that had to go through it that didn't ask for yeah. You know, um, I understand that there's many times when people get in situations where they're like, no, I, I'm the one that even makes this decision. I, in this case, I'm not the one that made the ultimate decision. i um, not going to sit here and claim that I'm an angel and had no role in it because that would be a lie. You know, like we both played our parts and did our stuff. But ultimately, in the end, I thought we were going to try to work it out and it just didn't work out that way. And that's fine. However, it's my job as a songwriter to figure out what I'm going to do with it, who I'm going to help with it just like it was the first album and the first set of stuff and whatever happens next. And, it you know, whatever life throws at us, cause it's not going to stop throwing. We just got to figure out how we're going to catch it. What we're going to do with it. What's our move.
0: What's our play. you know, How
1: are That's we going to so metabolize true. it?
0: That's so true. And I love, you know, you were saying back when, because my brother, um, he just reached nine months sober. So it's like a huge, almost died twice, like a big deal, you know? Um, yeah, no kidding. I, so, I, so resonated with, um, the part in rock bottom, which is like your song about your mom. Um, where, I mean, you asked the question, like, where is your rock bottom? And I remember wondering that about my brother, like, I almost watched you die twice, like. And you went back, right? Right. Like, yeah. where is your rock bottom? And then you say, yeah, I thought if I didn't talk about it, I would finally get you off my mind. Um, and then, oh, I wrote it to something watching you self-destruct stuck, watching you self-destruct. Um, yeah. and it, it, that, that is what happens, you know, to, to people that are journeying alongside of their loved ones and you said blood is thicker than water and so many people put that on you like well this is what you have to deal with and it's like no precious I sure don't (laughs) you know what I mean yeah well at the end of the day go ahead it's so it's so tempting to be like I
1: want to say it's my mother you know like I my biggest thing in school was like watching all these little girls and their moms coming on field trips and their moms doing you know these girls have these relationships with their moms and they're like oh my god my mom is my best friend my mom is not my best friend my mom is like my antithesis my mom is the person that has driven me the most crazy on this planet and i couldn't save her and now she's gone you know like to me like it's just been this lifelong thing of like why don't i get to have that why is there nothing that i can do that will bring her back to me like she lost custody of me she lost every job she ever had she lost almost everything and ultimately her life over a liquid in a bottle and it's like unbelievable
0: unbelievable yeah and i think so often we try and and take that on ourselves so many people do and try and solve that and be the fixer be the one that's like no she'll love me enough to where i'll mm-hmm. be enough and we change yep. our self-worth for their their disease oh and my god like, i did that for
1: so long and i still most people do like i've gone through like hip hypnotherapy and, and, and other ther- like all these things just to reprogram my brain that That's I am right. worth something and it has That's nothing right. to do with my mom's actions. That's right. Oh, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try to see if I can figure out what I said. Just um, that The reprogramming just to realize no, like my, my brain needed and, and needs habitually sure. yeah. habitual reprogramming yeah. to figure out that my worth isn't attached to what my mom did or what she said or how she acted or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, for the purposes of this conversation as well, because I know we're totally allowed to go here. Like that's been probably one of the biggest roles of my faith as well is like sitting in that chair and understanding that, like, there's only one place that my worth comes from. That's right. There's only one place. There's only one place. And like, is not anyone on this planet, like not even, not even your best friend, not even your sister, not even anybody. Like nobody gets to say anything
0: about you. That's right, it, Sarah. That's so right. And the the thing that I love that you brought that up is that your obedience to that journey, to understanding that, that's going to set other people free. Like that's going to lead mm-hmm. other people to their breakthrough of realizing, oh my gosh. You know, like I'm getting Holy Spirit goosebumps right now because somebody listening right now needed to hear that, that if I just equate my word to who Jesus says that I am, I don't have to deal with what everybody else says. No. It's beautiful.
1: And I think like that, that exact topic comes up for me daily because I work in the music industry where everybody is telling me what they think I need to be. Yeah. Oh, my vision for you is this. Oh, this is how we do this in this industry. Oh, it doesn't work like that. Oh, you're too different. Oh, you know, you gotta pick a genre. You can't sing about that. Those lyrics are too cerebral. You know, that's not mainstream enough. And I'm over here like, well, this is what my creator is telling me to do. So Whatever you're telling me that you right. think I should do, doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Like sorry. I wish you did. And I love you as a person, but like I love Jesus more. Right. And this is what he's telling me to do. So I'm just gonna do that.
0: Okay. with everybody. Then I'm just gonna walk away. Yeah, just gonna it. do this. Yes. And and I love that. <laughs> and I love that that you are confident enough to pull that out because you weren't always. No. no and
1: and I, and I, I really mean it when I say it's like a daily battle. Like yeah. I was in church on Sunday and I got smoked in the face with it and I was just crying. Mm. And my boyfriend looks at me and he's like, I mean, are you okay? And I was like, Yep, just need a moment. Like it was just like I got smoked, I got smoked in the face with like what it really means to like really follow God through all this stuff. Like, no matter what anyone says, no matter what they do, no matter what they tell. Like, if you think that it was a popular opinion. For people to follow Jesus. And why don't you look at how that dude died? Like, completely unpopular. That's right. thousand percent. So, I just got smoked in the face with it. uh, Just again this week. And it's just like, no. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going. Yeah. And anybody else on the planet doesn't really get. They don't have. You don't have the clout, really.
0: to. right. It's your word against his. And I'm taking his. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Like, he's proven himself over and over and over again. You. (laughs) yeah you do some dumb stuff every once in a while yeah but i love too that um i I think it's important for those listening to know that there's no perfection in any of it you know like the way that you follow christ the way that you respond in obedience the way that you react to his word and are moved by his word like there's there's nobody else that can tell you how your relationship with Jesus needs to look, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where oftentimes the church, the building of the church gets it wrong, you know, is, Oh, it needs to look and just how you were saying with the music industry. Oh, well, this is how it should look. Well, we should all over ourselves and we miss so much (laughs) blessing and favor and anointing because we're going with what should happen. When God's like, no daughter, me and you, we have our own thing going on right now. You yeah. Know, like there there are some blanket absolutely black and white things he says do 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 this and do not do this yeah there's a whole lot of gray in there too <laughs> you know <And laughs> well in like circumstances right i mean like we enter the mix
1: and we screw the whole damn thing up sure and did. thank god we have an understanding god who's like i understand i get it okay you're right kind of not really But like, I get it. And I love you enough to like, try to see your point of view. I think you're a little misguided, but okay. I get it. You know, (laughs) right? here's my forgiveness. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Here's a little sprinkle of it. Now, can we just kind of come back this way? Come back this (laughs) way. Come on, come on. So
0: true. It's so true. What, what has been your favorite song that like you've, I know you've connected with them all because they've come from you, but what has been your most favorite song that really just felt like your kind of love song to the world?
1: Um, well, I'll say this next project that I'm working on, um, is probably a way that I feel like if you're, if you're talking about like loving the world, I feel like this next project really does encompass that. And I've actually never thought of it that way. So thank you for saying that. Cause, um, I mean, I really did become a songwriter. Not not about me. I mean, I honestly, I've always said from the beginning, like if I help one person, like it's a win. You know, it's not about the money for me. Do I need to make a living? Yes, but I'm not money first. I'm not fame first. I don't need to be Carrie Underwood. The world already has one of those. Don't even really consider myself that much of a country artist to begin with. I mean, I'm so ingrained in the rock world. I'm kind of edging more on that path, but like so I'll say the upcoming stuff and I wrote that all, um, did I co-write any of that? I co-wrote one of those songs, but everything else I wrote myself. Um, so that was really like me sitting down being like, okay, how am I going to use this as therapy for myself, but also to help other people understand that like divorce isn't an end. It's a beginning.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Um, so I really feel like some of the upcoming stuff is, is very much along those lines, but as far as stuff that's out, um, I think a song that I'm probably most proud of is I can't, I can't a very, a very real, uh, scenario where, um, you know, I just, I just had some friends that I thought were, you know, like 3am friends, um, like call in the middle of the night with whatever you got. Um, and I had some, some dark stuff happening, you know, and, and they kind of were like, oh, we don't, we don't understand like we can't see your point of view we we don't get that and decided not to be friends with me anymore and all kinds of dramatic things but for me I was just like you know like the chorus of that song says I can't prove myself to those who cannot see yes oh that's good and it was like I had spent 10 years being friends with these people and like literally they said to me in a heat of this argument oh we didn't we didn't understand that you went through that much anxiety and that much depression. We didn't know it was that bad. I was like, then you ain't been listening. Right. You don't know me at all. After 10 years, if you can't look in my eyes and be like, Oh, she's having a bad day. Like you don't know me and you haven't been here. Where have you been? Yeah. You know? So it's, I can't prove myself to those who cannot see. I can't look you. uh, I can't look you in the eye while you're lying through your teeth. Mm -hmm. Like, you're telling me that you don't know that about me like either that's a lie and I'm not standing here for that right um and I just and then the last line that I'm selfishly humbly proud of is um I can't imagine that you'd stay seated at this table (laughs)
0: Um, yeah
1: so I mean I really felt I mean I thought about it a lot I prayed about it a lot and I ultimately made a, a phone call that was like, Hey, like, if this is the way that you, if this is the way these conversations are going to go, then I'm out. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't, I don't care to fight with you on this. I don't, I don't right. care to go in circles with you and explain myself and back myself up and put myself in a corner. Like right. if the tables were turned and you were being come at like this, you'd leave too. So Good. I'm out. Good. Like you can't, you can't blame me for leaving. Cause this is ridiculous. Like it's, and I think something that I kind of live by, um, and kind of have circling in my head at all times is like, you know, are you in, in any situation, are you, um, kind of looking for grace or mercy or forgiveness or whatever? And it's like, um, are we getting what we deserve or are we getting, I'm trying to figure, think about in my head how it was, because like, this is another thing that I got um, from a church message that just like smacks me in the face. And uh-huh. it's it's like, are you getting what you deserve? Or are you getting mercy? Like if we, if we ask God for what we deserve, we probably don't want that. Right. We probably would much rather have the grace and the mercy. So I think like, I don't expect that of humans because I think that's really hard as humans to do. Um, But I think that there was a fine line there where I was really kind of needing a little bit of grace and a little bit of forgiveness. And I knew I wasn't going to get it, but I also wasn't, didn't really think that the punishment fit the crime either. So I was kind of like, I need to just kind of bow out.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, you say it and I can, I can hear in your voice and I can see in the reflection of your face that like, even though you made that incredible, courageous decision, like the, the betrayal of a, of a friend, and that's what it is you know what i mean um in in my newest yeah. book i'm i'm writing about how betrayal is an inherent human condition it just is like betrayal happened before time began with lucifer in yeah. heaven and it's just it's in every single person's life at some point or another and the thing that hurts most about betrayal is it doesn't come from our enemies you mm-hmm. know and that's that's really hard to reconcile around so i love that you're addressing that because people need to know that yes, you're going to face it. And yes, you can stand up for yourself and know that again, your worthiness was never linked to them in the first place.
1: Yeah. So yeah. And that actually is something that I had to wrestle with for a while. Cause I was like, I have 10 years invested in this friendship, but you know, I've been through, you know, I was in college with these people. You went through all kinds of different things together, different life stages, living in different parts of the country, traveling, all this stuff. And it's like, how do you just up and let that go? And it's like, well. I mean, am I committed, is, is this something that I'm committed to allowing in my circle and affecting my energy? And, and is that a way that I'm going to allow myself to be treated? And it's like, you know, I don't believe that in our relationships, I don't, I don't believe that we're designed to be alone and we're obviously humans and we're designed to like do life together or whatever. But I also I would never believe that we're designed to be unhappy and just like struggling and like trying to make these relationships work and for right. what you know like right. seven billion people on this planet like I can make a couple new friends I hope I don't know right, <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: I, I shower sometimes and I'm right. kind of funny like maybe that helps totally. I don't know yeah I think I think that's a that's a quality you should get that embroidered on the back start. of a jacket. <laughs> If you don't shower often, and you're really funny, come be a part of my tribe. <laughs> I'd wear the jacket.
1: Yes, it's yes. going on the top?
0: I, I don't really have a resume anymore because I don't have a use for one. But if I did, <laughs> but if I did. That skills. would be it. That would be it. Um, I do want to touch on your song that is coming out, Mona Lisa. Okay. Um, and you had done a post, I think, on Instagram where you talk about it. It's like this picture of you or it's a video or something like that, where you're like, you're making all these faces where like you're half smiling, you know, and you say, yeah. um, you wrote the song Mona Lisa about the days when you're absolutely falling apart on the inside, but refuse mm-hmm. to show it on the outside. And I think yeah. so many people do that, especially on Instagram, <laughs> you know, they holy present, crap. They yes. Yes. I Mona mean, Lisa. like that is like
1: the poster board it's- for I'm not telling you what's actually going on inside, right. but I will show filter. you this filtered, edited, smiling face yes. with makeup on yep. just to keep you from asking questions about what's really going on.
0: Yeah,
1: And I mean, like, I've done that literally my entire life. Like, I remember specifically, I can see myself. I know what I was wearing. I was wearing these black nylon parachute pants and it was like a like a you know like a swishy set and it it was a jacket that was bright yellow with like a black stripe across it and it was like so swishy and i like was super into it. it. i'm sweating my ass off hear the song or the the sound in my head (laughs) so we had to do this thing in class where it was like okay you're gonna get to learn your classmates go find someone that has a dog go find someone that has a this go and And one of them was like, go find someone that has a special talent. Okay, whatever. I don't even know what that meant. I was like nine years old. special talent. I don't know. But I really, really, really wanted people in my class to like me because my home life was a disaster. And I wanted so badly to just have normal friends and a normal life. And I was like, if anyone knows anything about what I deal with when I get off the bus, I won't have any friends. Yeah. Like. Nobody's here for that. Just trying to hang out with someone who's got a messed up family. Life. I have got no brothers, I got no sisters, I got a mom. Sometimes, you know, like I'm making my own lunch. I'm waking myself up for school. I don't know if she's sober. I don't know if she's drunk. Maybe we're gonna fight tonight. I don't know. It was a mess. Mm. And so I remember just doing the craziest thing I could think of. And I like jumped around and like started like waving my feet. I just was like doing anything to like entertain these people and like make them laugh because. If I can laugh and other people can laugh, then it saves me from the mess, you know? Wow. And I've done that my entire life. Wow. Everywhere I go, I'm a funny kid, you know? Yeah. I mean, now I'm. it's kind of, I'm way more free from that. And I just have a sense of humor and I can just do that and be that right. without having to like cover up because, you know, I've grown up, but like, literally my entire life has just been like, cover it up. Don't talk about it. Keep it inside. Nobody wants to hear it. Try to make friends without showing the truth.
0: You know. Mm. And I know. I mean, I've done that. I think. I I think we're lying to ourselves if we say that we've never done that in some point of our life. You know, especially as we're in school. You know. Oh God! I I remember the same thing. But I remember my my freedom point was. um, I was also in school, and I walked up to the popular bully girl on the basketball court. And I'd straight up told her like, you're not going to treat me this way, you know? And I like, I'm so grateful that God gave me that boldness even then, you know? Yeah. And there was times where I compromised after that and all that, but I, I love that he's always brought me back to that. Like, no, 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 no daughter, you're called higher. No, no, no. Like he's just yeah. always kept that you're, you're meant to be bold. Like you're called to be bold for me. And mm-hmm. I think when when women can really tap into who God has called them to be, not just what they are called to do, but who yeah. God has called them to be, like that's where their freedom lives, that's where they get to live in that abundance and that overflow instead of that striving and that workhorse mentality of everything, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. That's, that's so good that you just said that honestly, like it's so easy to forget it. And I mean, i I'll say too, especially like in the music thing, like it's really tempting to just be like, I just am supposed to make music and I'm just supposed to be so good at guitar. and I'm just supposed to be this awesome vocalist. But honestly, like as far as live music goes, the audience doesn't care if you sound at like the record. They care that you showed up and you put your heart into it, yeah, great. Like, anytime i've ever been like oh my god i played so bad like i sounded horrible that's all crap that i'm telling myself like right. whoever is listening to what i'm doing they're just like this girl showed up and she's playing a guitar and she's here in public and that's something that i couldn't do so that's pretty yeah. cool
0: yeah
1: and anybody else that wants to say anything else like did you show up and did you play your guitar today like no oh okay like, okay cool <laughs> good for you you should <laughs> have and ate some food that's an accomplishment like you know like whatever right. like be bitter i don't care right but like it's so, I just really need to hear what you just said too, because it's like, it's not about the guitar. It's not yeah. about the singing.
0: Yeah. It's
1: about God calling me with all of this energy that I have that hasn't made any sense in any other walk of my life. Yeah. And I've been criticized for it and I've criticized myself for it, but I am supposed to be the sunshine. That's right. Shine, girl, shine. That's like my motto. I have a a giving key that says sunshine on it because I was in church probably five years ago. And one of my pastors was saying, it was my pastor's wife. She was like, I just think it's really important that we sit here and just sit in quiet for like two minutes and just listen to God's small voice and just listen to what he calls you. What does God call you? Like, what are you in the world? Like, what does he call you? and in my head, like, it didn't take two seconds. Sunshine. Sunshine. You're my sunshine. And I just was, like, bawling, because I was, like, that makes sense to me. Like, I have way too much energy, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, I always say, like, you know, my if my side hustle could be, like, taking an IV to myself and, like, dripping out the energy and, like, boxing, I would be so rich. Like, I would just put in a bottle and give it to you Sarah, shut up. I, would, I would just like take out red bull and monster like instantly it would be Miles. like here's your instant energy like you'll be good yeah but like i've judged myself for it my whole life until that point when i was like no like god wants me to bring joy like when i go places yeah. and i light people up and i'm able to like talk to them and like tell them a story that maybe they didn't you know understand how to metabolize something in their life before like it makes it easier for them it makes it yeah. brighter for them it helps them live their life lighter and easier I, you know like it's just that's where i'm that's what i'm supposed to do yeah. that's what i have to be yeah it's and true. i could screw up every freaking note in the song and every lick on the guitar it doesn't matter like it's it not much. matter my job is not my job is not to be a perfect musician my job that's is right. to be a light giving human who plays music
0: Yes. It's so true, Sarah. And as you were saying, you know, when you judge yourself for not singing perfectly or or playing the guitar and you mess up or whatever, like, and I'm sitting there imagining that woman in the audience that is just brought to tears by your song, because you know what, she's not thinking about you anyway. She's thinking about how she is experiencing your music like that's yeah. what she's thinking about she's not like oh she missed a key oh she did that like she is experiencing your music and that it's so it's so powerful the way that you because it's it's sung with such vulnerability and not only the way that your lyrics flow through people but the inflections of your voice and just the way that you you vibrate on a different level and it's i i love that and i love that um, that we are on that same frequency. And I just like, I want to bring more people to our frequencies <laughs> so here.
1: Like, I think that's, I think that's so important too, because I think like, if I asked you this, which feel free to answer, but like, was it always this way? No. Right. Like I, I wanted out Like when I was 13, my bedroom was on the second story of my dad's house, and I wanted to jump out the window like a bunch of times. Yeah. Like I wanted out so bad. I have been to the bottom. I have been to the place where, like, this is too much. I have no point. I'm not, I don't know why I'm here. I need out. Mm -hmm. But I, like, don't know what saved me because I don't think it was myself. Like I wanted to leave. So it's, it's like, Yes, we do vibrate on a different level, but no, it's not just like oh well, you know they were just born that way and I don't get to be that way. Like that's not true. That's just not true. (laughs) Oh, they just—I mean, I wish I could have what they have. I mean, like hoverboard, you know? Right. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's so true. Like people think, you know, they see you now and uh, on the stages with these huge audiences and the roar of the crowd, and and they think, oh, she's got it made. You Know mm-hmm. and it's like if you even knew, which is funny, not I mean, me, like, uh-huh, but like you're, it's I, in your like, lyrics. I mean, like, I
1: don't and I don't ever want to take any of those things for granted. You know, like when I was standing in the middle of the field at the Cotton Bowl, like seeing a uh-huh. national anthem for 85,000 people, and then they later told me that it was on ESPN in front of I don't know how many millions of people, I was like, oh, that's too many Ooh. people, <laughs> but like, like, there have been. Like, yeah, that right now is is currently the biggest crowd, obviously, that I've ever seen. the Moon Pie Box.
0: And the Moon Pie Box. The Moon Pie
1: Box is very high as well. Um, Like, who knows how many people that has been in front of, but, like, the Moon Pie Box and the National Anthem at the Cotton Bowl. Right there. Two pretty press, big press pieces in my career so far. But, like, dude, that does not, and there's just, like, so much dark before that you know, and, like, even the morning of singing the National Anthem, I was in my hotel room crying, and, like, part of me was crying because I was, like, holy shit, like, how much have I gone through to get to this point? What did it take to get me to this point? Oh, my Atlanta, and the other part of me was just, like, shook to my core with gratitude because I was, like, if the, you know, if, if this is the reward that we get for, like, all the crap that we go through, then, like, Okay. Right. Like, whatever. I mean, like, I think we serve a very generous, very gracious God. And I think that if we would just do what he's asking us to do, sometimes it's messy and dirty and it sucks and it
0: hurts and whatever. Most of the time. Like, most of the time it's that most way. of the time. You know, <laughs> that,
1: like, I don't think that anybody like way back when before jesus died was like walking around on a joy trip he's like hey i need you to walk with your donkey across the country and like tell these people about me like i'm sorry i'm not walking across anywhere <laughs> with anything to tell anybody about a person like right it's hot as hell but it's fine like, right. right. stop. like i'm not doing that i'm <laughs> sorry yeah. Like, yeah i think we are like we want like it's so easy to complain and be upset over what we're going through but like I don't and I don't consider it a privilege in the moment but when I look back on it it's like I mean thank god I went through all that stuff because what would I sing about if I didn't like yeah. have you seen the meme some of you kids haven't had fastballs thrown at your face as a kid and it shows <laughs> like, no, but that's amazing like some of y'all didn't go right. through anything and it shows right. like the character and the yes. and the color and the flavor yes. and all the things that are in your character aren't just gonna
0: show up unless you get a bunch of fastballs thrown of your face and learn right. how to deal with it. That's true. With your hands tied behind your back. Let's be honest. <laughs> <It's> just, you, <laughs> you can't let right. to catch them. You catch them,
1: I throw more. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. No. Yeah.
0: Just take your lashings, people. Yeah. If yeah. this podcast needs to do anything, take your lashings. Take your lashings, <laughs> Sarah's. Final to everybody. You should edit that out. <laughs> you no, know, I love it. I don't I don't edit these. I love it so much. So okay. Oh my God. I do want to go into our um speed round. Where you okay. love answer quick as you can, what comes to the top of your head. And then I have one more question for you. Okay. These are my so,
1: favorite.
0: Ready? Yes. Speed round. Here we go. What is one place you want to visit on your bucket list? Hawaii. It's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Have you ever been? God dang it. No! And I was supposed to and then COVID hit and then I was like, no. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <sighs> They have really good fit and their fruit is just like, I feel like it comes straight from heaven. The fruit.
1: <laughs> I mean kind of. It's
0: really delicious. <laughs> anyway,
1: okay. <laughs> but the, the, the trick is like you spend a day to get there and a day to come back. it's you, True. Okay, when do you have 14 free days, you're like like never. Never. ever. <laughs>
0: Whatever. Um tacos or pizza? Tacos. Oh, I love a taco. Like really every day. Oh, <laughs> okay, what is your favorite book of the Bible? Oh
1: Lord, um, that's hard, Julianne. I know. I know. Speed round. Um, yeah. I really like
0: Matthew because I really like the attitudes. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It, it's hard. It's it hard. Is. But that's what makes it so good. That's what makes it so good. Like. There's the point know. of life right there. It's hard, but that's what is so good. I know. Boom. It's annoying. Oh, I said this right. the other day out loud. I didn't
1: mean to, but like, I was talking to Matt. Matt and I were talking about God and I was just like, you know, I say this with all the love in the world and all the respect, but he's so freaking annoying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. why do I have to do this? Yeah. Come on. Make it I, easy. But I nothing worthwhile know. is ever easy. No. I don't I know. Know. What is your favorite color? Purple or black. Purple or black? I don't I just because you're so sunshiny, I thought you were gonna say yellow and and the jumpsuit that uh, you wore. But fun fact, when I was younger, my dad was like, What color do you want your room to paint? And
1: I was like, yellow. Was it like a bright we moved, or was it like a pale
0: yellow?
1: <laughs> well, when I was younger it was a pale yellow, but then when I'm when we moved and I was like, Dad, can I paint a mural in my room? Like the whole wall, he was like, sure, kid, whatever you want. I painted a big sunshine.
0: and a moon and And the walls were like freaking neon yellow in that place that place was bright as heck (laughs) (laughs) okay so do you have like the secret talent as a painter as well um I wouldn't say it's a talent
1: as I I mean that was a pretty badass dude big mural was pretty cool (laughs) um I
0: just I just am overflowing with creativity at all times yeah it's a problem oh it's not it's I but again like that's you know, you said nobody can can make anything out of the message in your mind. I'm like, but God absolutely has. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, the thing, they, like they, they make sense to him, which is good because yeah. I'm just like, okay, it's so cool. You can't you can't outrun <laughs> just keep your calling, doing it you know <laughs> I love that. Okay. What is your last piece of advice for the audience listening today that's going through something?
1: Um? that's going through something. Yep. It's in the, um, the midst of overcoming. Okay. I think that something that has helped me is, um, you know, you know what the answers are, you know, like when I was going through, um, most recently when I was going through my divorce, I knew what the answer was. Yeah. You know, I asked for conviction and I prayed my face off and I was in my Bible and and, and all the things, but like, yeah. I knew what the answer was. Yeah. Um, when I was going through the crap with my mom, I knew what the answer was, um, and it sucked and is hard and it's confusing. I'm not saying it goes without confusion. I'm not saying it's crystal right. clear or whatever, but like, if you sit in the floor, I mean, sometimes it takes me like laying on my face on the floor A thousand percent. and just like carpet, crying it out. Bananas. I mean, just yeah, like, totally. yeah, just like, let the- just let it cry. Like for yep. as long as it hurts and your head is pounding, I get yep. it. But like, you know what the answer is. Mm. You just need to give yourself the time and the space to hear it because sometimes your stress and your overwhelm is like so loud that you can't hear what the answer is but like also on the other side of what you're fearing the most and what you're scared of the most and what looks to be big and scary and hairy is something really super beautiful so just you just have to do it
0: yeah oh it's so true and I I mean really the biggest freedom that you could ever want and desire is on the other side of fear you know yeah. I just that's where it totally is blessing comes like
1: from. and like I believe that before I got divorced but like when I was in the middle of my divorce I just kept hearing like there's something for you in this like this is gonna get used like there's something for you in this like I know this isn't what you wanted it's not what God wanted you mm-hmm. know I guarantee you God wasn't like yep we're doing this so that you can get right. like that's not his heart right but when it's happening, because human things happen, whatever, it's like, okay, well, you know what, we can use this too, so it's fine. That's possible.
0: right. That's right. And he's using it, and it will all glorify him in the end. I mean, every, you know, note that you sing about this is going to glorify him. So yeah, good on you, sister. I love it. Praise God. Praise Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Praise Jesus, even when you're getting hit in the face with softballs with, with fastballs and your hands side behind your back. And your <laughs> <side> <laughs> That's a great image that oh, I know. Know. Forever, yeah. <laughs> 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 a thousand percent sarah thank you uh, so much i appreciate your time today you're i, I welcome. appreciate thank you. you you beautiful human thank you for doing this on yeah. behalf of everyone
1: that's listening to this and all your other episodes thank you for sun shining Sunshine. all, Sunshine. all over the we place. shine
0: girls shine that's just what we do yes <laughs> yes because it's who we're called mean, to it's be. all the freaking laundry you do right <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: Have you, wait a second, totally off topic. Have you seen the audio on Instagram though? That's like, attention family. I just cleaned the entire house. So if you could stay outside, I I need to send it to you because you need to use it. (laughs) I would definitely use it. Attention
0: family. Get out
1: my house.
0: Get out the house. But really, (laughs) the laundry, it's like, it's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the biggest fastball that comes at my face hey at least it's soft it's kind of is it soft. is it <laughs> I mean, no I mean no which by the way I was carrying a laundry basket on my hip the other day because usually it's two at one time so I had one on this hip and then one kind of in the front right and yeah. I tried to walk through the doorway and it, t- it worked out and it took me out <laughs> and I'm like why can't you make doorways? The and it out? Jesus, so much is it too much to ask to have a doorway that a person can walk through with a laundry basket on their hip? Is it too much to ask? Too. Too much. It's too, uh, just, anyway, it might be a little bit. That bad. is awesome. Life, it's real. I know. comes at you fast. It's true in the face. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Sarah, so much. This is all I have for you today, my friends. Remember, the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Bye for now.